Welcome to Real Estate Powerhouse, live on Tap Talks with your host, Talia Bashani, top real estate attorney and negotiation expert. This is your opportunity to get the inside scoop and hear straight from top real estate agents in the business. Broadcasting live from New York City, learn the secrets of their success and hear the most authentic, real, unfiltered stories about how they got to where they are today. From their wins to their failures to the biggest lessons of their careers and what keeps them rising to the top. And now, here is your host attorney, Talia Bashani. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real Estate Powerhouse Live on Tab Talks. In the studio today, we have with us Dana Morrow from R New York. Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So great to have you here. So let's just jump right into it. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in real estate. Okay. Um, easy. When I was growing up, my dad was a broker and a builder and a developer. And I turned 18 and he said, you're going to get your license. <laughs> and uh-huh. I said, okay. Um, but I knew that I wanted to follow my passion to be a nurse like my mom. So I still did that. I got my license and I continued to dabble all along, all through college and even after because my dad always had new developments going up and uh, it was great to sit in a model home and make some money, you know, on the side. Um, So I kind of dabbled in it for many, many years, even through my medical career. And then after 9-11 happened, took a lot out of me and I felt uh, and like the beginning of 2002, I just needed to make a change. So I basically decided to start using my license full time at that point and see where it would lead me. And that's what I did. And I've been doing it ever since full time. Wow. Phenomenal. That's an awesome story, especially when your dad just kind of like didn't give you a choice and kind of just <laughs> threw you into, you know, the fire. And he's like, OK, but he was right. Yeah, yeah, he was right. And, oh. and look at you now. Exactly. Yes. yes. So when you got started in real estate, um, did you start in sales? Did you start in rentals? How did you really navigate um, the real estate world? Um, initially, when I started, I started working for a developer in the city. And he was doing some condominium conversion projects. And I did some project management. But I was also able to use my sales license as well. Um, if people came in. And they spoke to me. I was able to get a commission. I would refer them to the listing broker, but I still got a piece of the pie from that. So that was great. And I did that for about six or seven years. And it was, it was wonderful. And it was a great way to just jump back into the business from both, from both sides. Um, and then I decided to just go into sales and rentals full time. Um, initially just to kind of get my groove going, I started doing rentals. And I very quickly became a rental machine and uh, realized I needed more. I wanted more. And I felt really comfortable being out there, really, really pounding the pavement. So I just kind of made the transition, which is right around when I met you. About 14 years. Mm -hmm. A long time, long long time running now. And uh, we're we're still going at it, which is great. We're still pounding the pavement. Sure. Uh, So, you know, would you say, you know, starting out in new dev, I think, you know, so many agents um, definitely have that as a goal for them, you know, to really get on the ground with new development, work with developers Mm -hmm. and sponsors. The fact that that was your, you know, first lens um, into the industry, I think it is really cool. And you probably learned so much, you know. 
Um, what do you think are the, the skills, you know, that you had to really form in order to be a successful agent? You know, when I started, I kind of dove headfirst into the development side of it. Um, it just taught me so much, right? Because your your sales clients are always asking questions. Well, tell me about this building. What about the new development? What are the differences between new development and existing development and condos and co-ops? So I was kind of, it just gave me all this information to just have, mostly to be able to share with my clients and be a plethora of information for them where a lot of agents don't know that side of it. So I feel like it gives me definitely a heads up, leg up, however you want to put it, because I feel like I really know a lot and I'm able to walk into a home. And when they say, I wonder how much work this needs, or do you have any ideas or how long would it take? Or what does this mean? Or that mean I'm able to really answer a lot of questions. Yeah. You have a lot of insight, you know, that a lot of newer agents, you know, don't have that you were able to gain and acquire just early on, which is phenomenal. Um, And so when you started, you know, in the industry, did you start as a solo agent? Did you join a team right away? And, and, you know, what do you think um, is most beneficial and what do you like more? I started initially as a solo agent when I went headfirst into it. Um, And I realized pretty quickly that I, I wanted to be part of a team. Um, I think that's just my nature, just to have um, the team support, support someone, have them support me. Um, so I worked with the team for a bit. Um, and then when I switched agencies, I think it was about seven years ago now, um, I switched on my own. And I told my manager, I want a team. Not a big team, but I just need a partner. I just need one person, but it has to be the right person. You can't. You have to find someone that's like-minded, that can finish your sentences, that really can think, you know, and can take over things when you can't. Um, and I will be forever grateful to him because he said, you know what? I think I have the right person for you. And just, that was my partner, Marianne Peters. And now then we met for coffee. And the way I tell the story is I met her. I walked into Starbucks and it was like love at first sight. Aww. It was like in another lifetime, we were finishing each other's sentences and we just immediately felt this camaraderie. And since then, it's just been wonderful. And even when we switched to R a couple of years ago, um, that made it even better. Uh, the fit was just better for us. And we've just hit the ground running uh, right after COVID and it's been wonderful. That's amazing, especially when you don't have to go through, you know, multiple, you know, partners, so to speak, to find the right fit. And it just really works, you know, for you guys. Yeah. And so how do you distribute duties, you know, and responsibilities? How do you know how to, you know, balance that? You know what? It kind of came really easy for us because things that I love to do, she doesn't, vice versa. So for us, um, she very much handles most of the back office stuff and I'm feet on the ground. Um, I love it. I love to be busy running around all day. I don't care if it's seven days a week. If I'm busy and I'm meeting people and working with people, I'm happy. Um, so, and she does as well meet with people. Um, sometimes happily we have overflow and then she will absolutely meet with people. Sometimes we, if we go on a listing pitch, she comes with me. We do it together always as a team. Um, but she has my back and I have hers and we, we're, we're 
you know, we're, we're more mature. I'm not going to say ages, but we're, we're obviously more mature. So you're, you know, your pros and cons, you know, what you're good at and where you need help. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can make that work with someone and make, find that balance, I mean, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's so true. And it's like yin and yang, you know, so it's like a happy marriage, but with, you know, a business partner. Um, and it's so important to have, you know, just that that flow and that support. And probably a lot of agents would benefit for that. You know? Yes, I think so. I think um, so. so what would you say, you know, has been um, your biggest challenges, you know, navigating uh, the real estate industry? Because as you said, you know, over the last 15, 15 years, we've seen a lot of highs and lows, you know, in, in New York's market um, and the market in general. So how do you really um, overcome, you know, those challenges and what were the biggest challenges for you? Well, if I skip right to the biggest challenge, COVID was the biggest challenge. And I'm sure I'm not the only one saying that. It was devastating. It was scary um, to just all of a sudden, I was working with so many people. We were, had offers in and then all of a sudden, everybody just froze and scattered and disappeared. And who knew if they were going to come back, if they were going to come back, when they were going to come back. So it was really slow going for a bit. Um, but then as soon as it picked up, um, after COVID for the last two years, it has been non, it has just been nonstop. And I think for me, I just, even now when people are worried about the interest rates, you know, you have to find the glass half full, not empty. You Mm -hmm. have to be positive. And I find that my clients put so much trust in me and they draw the positivity from me Mm -hmm. and I just try to keep things moving, keep things moving, have them make sense, give logical explanations as to why, like now, the real estate, uh, the interest rates. Well, if everybody sits down and waits and waits for for the rates to go down, then everything's just going to implode. Yeah, exactly. Do it now before it becomes a seller's market again. Right. And you can refi refi in six months or in a year. But don't be part of that, those people that are going to all come racing in and then all the prices are going to go flying up again. And then there's going to be the bidding wars again. And it's just going to, it's just going to start back up. So I try to have people look at it logically yeah. and most people can afford to do it, especially if it's, you know, in New York city and, and we're working with high end residential sales, generally a couple of points doesn't make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things, especially if it's right. temporary. Yes, exactly. And they always say, you know, the, uh, old age uh, motto is uh, marry the property, date the rates, you know, because (laughs) if you find the property that you love, that's the property of your dreams, the rate is temporary, you know, and like you said, get an arm, you know, refi and whatever, two to five years, because don't let go of your dream property. Now's the time. Exactly. Exactly. They're going to be harder to find when everyone else is looking for the same dream property. Precisely. Exactly. So um, let's talk about that a little bit as far as, you know, representing buyers, representing sellers. Um, where do you fall in your, you know, business? Is it about equal? Do you do just as many listings as you do buyers? Do you enjoy one over the other? Um, what's your take? I love working with buyers. We both do. Marion and I are both uh, nurturers by nature. 
And for us, working with first-time home buyers is so much fun. It's so exciting. You get to watch their faces. You get to see them get that belly feeling. We have been to weddings. We have seen more kids born, you know, and it's just being part of that whole creating their family history. And um, we love it. So um, we do definitely do listings. Um, We don't seek them out as much as buyers. Um, We get a lot from repeat people, people that purchase maybe because they have no kids. And then they call us three years later and say, "Uh oh, a second kid on the way. We need, you know, a couple more bedrooms. And those are our favorites, of course. Um, And just referrals. Um, You know, some of our clients is just so incredible. Most of them are. And, um, you know, the best gift is a referral. And when I get a call from someone who says, oh, my friend so-and-so referred you, she spoke, they spoke so highly of you, like nothing makes you feel better than that, you know? Um, so yeah, I love working with home buyers, particularly first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yes. And it's like, I feel like it's so rewarding too, you know, especially um, when you're helping somebody, you know, um, purchase their first property, become home homeowners, and you're a part of that process. And, you know, it's really pivotal in anyone's mm-hmm. life to become a homeowner. And then they look back and, and they think of you. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's monumental. Um, so t- speaking about leads and, you know, speaking about generating uh, clientele, um, you know, sounds like a lot of it is uh, referral based, which is wonderful. Um, yes. What other source of leads has really worked for you? I mean, we do some of the platform leads in the city um, and they work the more you the more work you do, the more they work for you. Right. Because okay. you're claiming properties that you've sold and then they send you more leads. So oh, it can be like a cycle. Um, so I that see. has worked. Um, The trick to that is that when you get that cold call or that email, you know, you have to create a client out of them Yeah, and you have to be really good socially and you have to be really good with luring people in because if I got that email, they're clicking all over the internet and other agents are going to get the email, right? Right. So I have to fast and I have to gain their trust very quickly. So, you know, I have my methods to my madness of how to do that. And I have a really good record of, you know, converting leads to actual clients. Uh And then I feel like once I meet people, you know, you have to be a bit of a chameleon too. Is it a young family? Is it an older couple that are now moving from the country, having their dream pied a terre in the city? You know, you kind of have to be a chameleon and you have to listen to people. And then you have to remember things they told you and you have to personalize the experience. And I draw a lot on my nursing experience because that's what I did then. You know, I I cared about people and I still care about people. So I, I, I hone in on something personal and I get to know them and I let them get to know me. And once you have that trust, then it can't be broken, you know, and sometimes people buy the first thing they see half more than half my clients purchase the first or second apartment we show them, which means I'm doing my job. Yeah. You know, but we also always say to them, you know, Mary and I both feel like it's not always a sprint. So if someone needs to take time and it's going to take months, I will work with them as long as they're loyal, however long it takes, because they have to feel comfortable. You know, we're in a market in Manhattan that people are spending, you know, our, 
our general sweet spot is somewhere around 2 million. People are spending a lot of money, you know, so they need to be happy and we want them to be happy. We don't want them to be settling and there's no reason to. So if someone wants to take their time, that's fine too. Either way it works because eventually it's just about loyalty and the deal will happen when it's meant to happen. Yeah, no, that's a great attitude and a great perspective because, you know, like you're saying, it really is a people business. It's about those relationships that you're creating. It's not just like hurry up and buy and now you're off to the next. You know, you're you're very compassionate. You're very thorough. You're, you know, you're a great listener. So with all of those skills, you know, people build that trust with you and they probably feel it. They sense it from you and they know you're not just some like, so. you know, car salesman that's just trying to get the deal done. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what I try to portray. And I think it comes across most times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, Dana, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break um, and then we'll be right back after this commercial with part two of the show. Whether you are a new buyer or a seasoned investor in the real estate market, you need top legal representation and expertise to ensure your transactions close smoothly and successfully. As someone whose priorities are communication, attention to detail, efficiency, and creative negotiation, TAB Law Firm provides hands-on, personalized service that focuses on clients' needs and peace of mind. After working with big corporate law firms, I realized their focus was on volume rather than nurturing and protecting their clients. I then decided to start my own firm 15 years ago to provide exceptional, personalized service that protects and informs my clients every step of the way. Most of my clients are looking for guidance, transparency, and clear communication throughout their real estate transaction. Making myself available to my clients is one of my top priorities, and my expertise allows me to foresee issues before they happen and avoid potential downfalls. This proactive approach safeguards my clients from incurring any additional expenses, delays, or stress. During the selling or buying process, efficiency is key. I keep all parties informed and organized, ensuring we close smoothly. I fancy myself as a deal maker, not a deal breaker. If you are looking to buy or sell real estate, or if you are a real estate broker looking for an attorney who's going to be communicative, efficient, and responsive to you and your clients, then contact me at tolly360.com. And let's start working together. Close with tab and feel fab. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Real Estate Powerhouse Live with Tab Talks. Uh, Dana Morrow is in the building today and um, giving us some great insight of her experience in navigating uh, New York's real estate industry. So, Dana, let's talk a little bit about um, what do you feel the biggest game changer um, has been in your career? What really was that pivotal moment um, for you? Um, in your history? The last six, seven years after I met Marianne and we became a team, that was absolutely the most pivotal moment. Um, When you can connect with someone like that and work as a team the way that we do, there's nothing that can compare and there's nothing that can stop it. So it sounds like it was very empowering, you know, for you and being a part of that team really kind of changed the game. Mm -hmm. It did. Okay. Good. Um, And what would you say were, you know, some of the biggest lessons 
that you've learned in your career? You know, if you could look back on yourself 15 years ago as your younger, you know, agent, you know, green um, in in this uh, market, what do you think, you know, man, if I really, you know, if I knew then what I know now, um, I really would have, you know, done things a little differently. What do you think the most valuable lesson has been? Well, always to trust my own instincts and unfortunately learning the hard way that not everybody reacts how you think they will or how you would. So you kind of have to not always expect the best from people. And unfortunately in this industry, there are people that give us that bad name. Um, but you have to just be honest, whether it's good news or bad news. If my clients ask me something, I'm always going to tell them the truth because inevitably it will always come back. So I try to be as absolutely as honest as possible with them, not just tell them what they want to hear. Um, I can't pull something out of the air that I know does not exist. And I will tell them that right off the bat, but it's how you tell them. If you tell them, I can't do this, but you know what? Here's what we can do. So you always have to add a positive to negative and then they respond to it. So I think just being honest, being myself and um, learning that that's my best trait and that's my biggest strength. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, it's um, I think, you know, that authenticity is so important. And uh, the fact that it's it's like full disclosure to the client. So you don't um, try and like, um, you know, hide anything or, you know, omit anything and you just give them the real deal. Um, but the truth is you're like, we're in this together. So whatever it's going to take, you know, I'm going to do my best to make sure that we get to the closing table, you know, smoothly. Right. Um, um, and go ahead. No, I was going to say, and also one of my biggest things is when someone tells me, no, you can't, or no, that's not possible. I don't take that very lightly. And I don't take that easily because to me, there's always a way. It's so rare that there isn't. So when you come across people, whether it be the, the agent on the other side, um, or even your client, and they say, that's not possible. That's not going to work. We'd have to do this. We'd have to do that. Find a way, yeah. find a way. And you and I have done that many, many times. We've had to put our thinking caps on and figure it out. But when someone tells me no, it just gives me, it empowers me to want to do it even more. And I think that's important because I see so many times people just say, oh, okay, no, and they walk away. It takes a lot for me to lay down and walk away. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You and, yeah. So I was going to say, you and I both, and, and we've, you know, we've been down this road before um, and, you know, you're dealing with opposing agents, you know, agents on the other side. I'm dealing with opposing attorneys, you know, that I have to work with. And there's just some hard nosed people out there that really create barriers as opposed to bridges, you know, and it's like we are here to really work together for the common goal of our clients. And I think what you and I have in common, which is why we work so well together, is we're very diplomatic and we're big problem solvers, you know, and so and solution finders. And that's just so important um, when you have so many different people involved in a real estate transaction, you know, buyer's agent, seller's agent, buyer's attorney, seller's attorney, bank attorney, loan officer, you know, and everybody has to work together. Like, 
there's been many a times when, you know, a loan officer would be like, oh, well, we have to do X, Y, Z or, you know, or we can't do this or that. And I'm like, oh, yes, we can. And this is how we're going to do it. You know, <laughs> yes. so yeah. it does take that finesse, um, which I do think is, is super important. Um, yes. And you're great at that. Um, so we know real estate is constant 24 seven, especially in a city like New York, right? So how do you create, you know, that balance for yourself, um, to, you know, your phone can be ringing off the hook. Do you practice time blocking? You know, is there a certain time of day that you answer emails because otherwise it could run you ragged? I mean, and you have no time for yourself. So how do you really, um, create and maintain that balance? I'm not great at it. That's the honest truth because I tend to want to get to everything. Um, I definitely try to set time boundaries, um, especially in the evening. You know, sometimes you have clients that they have work, then they have kids to put to bed and things to do, and they're not starting to email you till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Occasionally I'm up and I will respond, but I always tell them I can't promise this will always happen. But if I'm awake, I usually will respond. But I do try to shut my phone down like by 10, 30, 11 o'clock and give myself at least, you know, till seven, eight o'clock the next morning. But again, this is where the partnership comes in, right? I can call Marianne and just say, I don't feel well. I'm having a bad day. I need some downtime. Please just take handle things for the rest of the afternoon. And she will. Um, and vice versa. Or if I need to go away for a couple of days, I know she's got my back and, and vice versa. So that's where being in a partnership comes in so handy. And especially if you know each other so well, and I can just text her and say, I need a moment, you know, and she just knows she might even know before I say that, that I need a moment and that's it, but it is hard. And, you know, I know that most agents aren't going to respond to my emails till after 10, 11 o'clock. Cause that's when the real estate world really starts. But I still write them at eight, knowing I'm not going to get a response till later because that's when I like to do things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you need to take a break. I'm not so great at it, but I do my best to keep some balance. Okay, good. And do you have a certain routine or methodology that you follow that keeps you sane? <laughs> I mean, I just have to listen to myself. And when I know I've hit a wall and I just need a break, I have to allow myself that grace to take the break that I need. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on an as needed basis. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, So um, also, you know, there, you know, so many agents are so engrossed in their real estate business, but do you have any, you know, plans for the future? Like what is your five-year goal? Where, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Is there anything else that you want to do differently? Is there any other passion projects you have? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought about getting back into somewhat the developmental side um, of real estate. Um, I'm still kind of playing around with that because I feel like I can maybe balance both, but ultimately I just want to keep going as long as we're busy and the clients are there and the referrals keep coming. Um, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, I don't have a hard stop date. I would love to retire at some point, um, in the next, you know, seven or so years, but I'm not exactly sure what holds. I'm just going to keep pushing as long as I feel good and I can keep going strong. I'm going to go strong. 
All right. Well, it sounds like you're in it for the long haul. So that's uh, that's, that's a good, uh, you know, uh, benefit for your clients and, and a good sign for me, too, because this means yes. we're together. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Well, Dana, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today. Uh, for those viewers and listeners that want to um, connect with you and reach out to you, what's the best way to contact you? Um, you can email me or text me. My email is Dana, D-A-N-A, at we the letter R, the words New York.com. And I will definitely get back to you quickly. And what about your Instagram handle? Can they check you out on social media? Um, they can. It's Dana Lisa 66 on Instagram. Okay. Perfect. All yes. right. Well, thank you so much, Dana. Uh, this has thank been uh, very insightful and so great having you on. You've been tuning into Real Estate Powerhouse live on Tap Talks with your host attorney, Talia Bashani. For more information, please visit Tali360.com. You can watch this show streaming live on StreamYard and available across all social media outlets, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook Live, and more. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you for your positive feedback, comments, and questions, and please share this show with your network. 